This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 17th, episode 2163, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Big Wednesday, the day you face your own biggest challenge, the day you risk it all, the day you either distinguish yourself or fade into the crowd. Hang on, we're hitching a ride. Daddy, I want another pony. I put 40 hours in this weekend, man, it's only Wednesday. I've been cussing this damn heat all day long, there's got to be another way. So I pick up my guitar and I write a song. Dr. Robert Glass joins us for a horse health report on Pisiosis, a swamp cancer that has been attacking the Chincoteague ponies. Auditor Abby Fultz of the Chronicle of the Horse takes a look back with us on some horsey history from old chronicles and also takes and also talks about their 2019 Reader's Choice Survey. And Glenn shares a whole bunch of breaking news and the latest studies show. So you don't want to miss any of it. It's going to be a packed show as always today, guys. And speaking of today, the closest thing to horses that we have to celebrate today is that it's international Ford Mustang Day. So hop on your actual Mustang Lame. or into your Ford Mustang and take it for a ride. Can I just say <laughs> that you just pronounced Pythiosis and Chincoteague correctly? I am. Yay. By the Thank way, you. that's Thank our. You. I am curtsying and bowing as <laughs> Thank you, job. producer Jemmy, who is not horsey, but got them all correct anyway. Yay. She actually paid attention in the pre show meeting. Uh, I didn't even yay. know what py- we're going to learn about something called pythiosis. All I know is it's just another <laughs> thing to kill our horses. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's true. Just add to the list. Hey, Thanks. you know how I'm always picking on you about your singing and your lack of musical ability, even though you apparently used to play on stage in front of people? Well, because I am amazing and you have no taste. That's well, what that could is. be, but-, but I have actually found a horse that is about equal to your musical ability. Uh, his name is Murphy, and he has now gone viral because Murphy is a rescue horse. They they got him out a, a year ago out of the sale pens. He was going to go to you know to to the places where horses shouldn't go, and he was unhandled. He hadn't even been touched. But a year later, he loves to play the piano. Let's take a listen to Murphy. his lips playing the piano. <laughs> we will let you, the listener, decide whether Murphy has more musical ability than Jamie. We Murphy and I are going on the road together. And it's gonna be <laughs> 
That is fantastic. 110,000 views now on YouTube for Murphy, oh, the piano playing horse. <laughs> I think he's out of England someplace. I'm not even sure. It doesn't even really say. Just get him and that chicken that was on America's Got Talent, man. You got a road show. <laughs> All right, we'll bring Murphy back if we need some uh, filler today. Uh, only, he only has one video. I'm expecting more, though, very shortly. <laughs> uh, Daily Winnie time. Let's do that. Well, I do have some of these. Well, wild animal guru Dominique Ferrero, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Dominique. I saw pictures of her with more zebras yesterday. So uh, we met her actually years ago when we went, years and years ago now, when we went to California. And we went to Norco, and Dominique was there, and we went to her farm, and she had a whole bunch of zebras and other wild animals. And they were filming a commercial, do you remember? And they were trying to get the zebras to run in circles in a certain way. They wanted, what was it? They wanted the one to pick up the correct lead as they were running in circles, and they filmed it over and over and over again. These poor Poor zebras zebras were so confused. (laughs) Do you remember they're there filming a commercial at this farm and they had a mess tent? Do you remember that? They had an entire mess tent for this crew and they were sitting there eating lunch underneath this tent that had been catered for the day. No wonder films so commercials cost so much to make. It's crazy. It was crazy. And also, Auditor Haley Clements and Jane Herrera. It's their birthdays as well today, too. We also have an auditor, Shannon Brooks, out of Australia. Remember Shannon was trying to get on the para team down there? We talked to her about that. Well, she got her foot stomped on and mashed yesterday. Apparently, an accident in the field and and got her foot mashed. But from what I read this morning, I mean, it looked terrible. It was all fat and bruised. Let Let me just jump in here, people. Please. If you're going to post a disgusting photo of an injury, at least bury it a couple deep so it's not the first thing I see on my oh, newsfeed. Oh, that I was an attractive stomped foot, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, God. I was like, I don't know what this is, but turn it off. <laughs> I hide some of those. But I just wanted to give her our best because I know she listens every day. We're, we're thinking Way to go, Shannon. You, love you. I did, I did unfollow sexy you for feet. 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> She don't want to see any more sexy stumped. I don't need to see the recovery. I don't need to see process, progress. I don't need to see any part of it. I'm good. I wish you the best. I'm cheersing you right now with my coffee. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, next stuff is your daily winning. Well, you just heard the Winnie of Dear Chili, which will live on in infinity uh, here on Horses in the Morning, Lord willing. Uh, so. You know, as everybody knows, I had to put down my 10, I had him 10 plus years, the greatest little lesson horse and the greatest little friend to many. And I wanted to give my daily Winnie to all of the many listeners and the friends of mine and former riders of Chile. Even I didn't realize what an effect he had on everybody until I, the people that I haven't spoken to, they're your Facebook friends with them. You don't talk, ever talk to no. them or interact <laughs> with them. And they're students of mine that I haven't talked to in eight years, military people who, when they cycle through, when we were in Phoenix at Luke air force base cycles through and their kids would come and take lessons with me. And then they would PCS would move somewhere else. And 
they're posting pictures of their kids on Chili. Like, I mean, people I haven't talked to for just his outreach was amazing. And I just want to thank everybody um, who has sent me a nice message or something. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we're all, we all get it. You know, it's it's just tough. Uh, I would also like to give my daily Wendy to my husband who just handled everything like boss man. He and Dr. White, I, I said I couldn't go to the the end of it. So Ch- Chad just handled it. I mean, that's a he doesn't he gets some sort of major horse husband award for what he did yesterday. He and and Dr. White, and then the horse husband of the year comes home with some beer, and he's like, "I bought you a special special beer." And it's a some sort of like Oklahoma fancy IPA, and he's like, "I Aww. think you like IPAs," and he he bought it for me, and and yeah, so we like, you know, I just come in from working outside, and I, you know, you're always thirsty when you come in. And he's like, pours the beer, and he's like, here, and it's like in some fancy IPA glass. He's such a beer nerd. And he, he's like, here you go. And I'm like, oh, cheers. And we cheers to Chili. And we're like talking about him. And we're showing all the comments and pictures. And I'm drinking the beer. And all the com- and all of a sudden, uh, I'm like. You're passed out on the floor. What? <laughs> what is happening? I've drank half a beer. And I'm completely schnockered. Like, wet, like drunk. Did he put some whiskey in there? Some bourbon? <laughs> Glenn, this is, I said, I said, what kind of beer is this? Oh my God. I'm like, I can't, I can't feel my face. And and, and, and I like a cocktail, but I don't do what happened to me last night. And he's like, oh, and I've only drank like maybe three quarters of it at this point. Realize I haven't eaten all day. You know, I've come in, I'm hot, you know, it's, and it's, thir- I'm thirsty. I'm dr- oh God, babe. What did you give me? Oh, it's just an IPA. It's it's just a you know a can of IPA. I mean, it is eight <laughs> percent, which is like four beers. Eight <laughs> percent. I'm like, what? You're such a heavyweight, Jamie. <laughs> I well, typically I I I I can hang out, you know, like, but I don't drink beer very often. And then to give me an eight percent beer. I'm not kidding you. I I had to get up like three or four times and drink some water and like splash some water <laughs> on my face. I got out of bed this morning and I was dizzy. I would like to say that I watched the end. I watched the first episode of Game of Thrones last night. I did. I couldn't tell you what was happened. I don't remember it. I like I watched the whole show and I woke up this morning. I'm like, did that? Did I see that? Do what you happened? Remember to the good Snow? old days when you were in radio? <laughs> used to go out and drink six or ten of those. Do you remember those days? <laughs> Not that kind of beer, man. Holy <laughs> Moses. I told him, I said, I don't know what you gave me last night, but you apparently slipped something apparently in it. Apparently they know which... how to make beer in Oklahoma. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, so I'm a little bit, uh, like, if I turn my head too fast, I'm, like, dizzy. So just know that if I slur my words, I think I'm, think I'm still drunk from half a beer last night. <laughs> oh, That's funny. I'm well... a mess, y'all. It's weird. Oh. I'm sweaty right now. I'm sweating. <laughs> well, uh, well, then I'll throw this deep subject at you next. Uh, the news, the big news today was last year scientists found a 42,000 year old Lena horsefoal 
by the they're, oh yeah they're extinct. we talked about Remember? that yeah yeah it was frozen in the Siberian permafrost they think what happened because it was only they estimate about two weeks old they think it it uh, actually fell down in the water and then it got frozen immediately so it actually preserved most of it so what they're hoping. <laughs> Do we learn nothing from movies? What they're hoping is that we can clone the long dead horse back into existence using liquid blood of samples. Course. Using liquid blood samples, researchers extracted from the horse's surprisingly well-preserved heart. There was blood still left in the heart. That's how quickly it got frozen. And including to including or in addition to that, they found intact organs and tissues. They said they s- that it's wow. the most best preserved ice age animal ever found in the world. Wow. It's a one to two week old uh, foal. Did you say the most best? I yeah, did. did. It's the most bestest. <laughs> okay, uh, keep going. Fair <laughs> now, collecting liquid blood, this is where you read all of this and you read the headlines and then you get to this second to last paragraph. Collecting liquid blood doesn't mean that scientists can definitely clone the horse back into the world. The researchers will still need to make sure that the blood contains viable cells and that it can be grown in a lab. Why are we doing this article saying they're going to do it when we they don't have a clue whether they can or not? Okay. Because it's clickbait. <clears throat> um, let me just well, you clicked on it, not me. Um, <laughs> if you remember, the picture was of a, like an entire fold. It was. Yeah. Fold, just like really looked long, like it was sleeping. Long head. Uh, yeah. It, it was really unusual looking, but it looked like a horse. I mean, it did kind of look like a horse. They're trying to do this with woolly mammoths, too, and they've apparently tried many times and failed. So, okay. Can we just say Jurassic Park number one, two, three, four, five, and ten? This doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. It it, it didn't go well, but they were extracting um, blood out of mosquitoes that were frozen in amber. So this is totally different. Oh, totally blood. different. These aren't going to be um, mean. <laughs> yeah, I know these are going to be nice. different. And, uh, <laughs> I haven't yet heard them saying frogs are involved either, frog DNA. So I think we're good. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. that's true. And I would also like to say that the uh, ability to bring these guys back, you know, and they have like resurrect woolly mammoths and all this have not just jurassic park haven't y'all seen pet cemetery when you were a kid <laughs> you know the new one's out and oh I, I i hear the new one's really <laughs> wicked <laughs> just, I, I i only saw that my brother tortured me by making me watch some of it when i was a child i would never watch it as an adult ever i don't want to see a new one no way can i Jimmy, just you love that something? stuff are you going to see pet cemetery Thank you for putting it back on my radar. I forgot I had seen the trailer for it. Yes. The answer is <laughs> yeah, she loves yes. that stuff. Okay. <laughs> have you <laughs> have you gone to that key the Jordan Peele new scary movie yet? The Us? I haven't seen it yet. I know. It's I've here's the thing. It's been on my list, but I've had a freaking migraine again. So I can't go to the movies when I have one, but it's finally abating. So movie time is in the near future. Yes, I'm gonna go see Us I and Terrifying Terry. Just terrifying. No, thank you. Yay. I would I would like to point out that <laughs> right before the show, I was talking to Jimmy about mangoes and how to cut a mango and all this. And um, in my state yeah, we, of We have a great, interesting pre-show talk here at Horses in the Morning. I just realized my mango finger hurts. Celery. I look down, my, I'm bleeding. Like I cut myself while I was getting that mango. <laughs> and I didn't even realize it. Y'all, I need to go lay down. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> Your instructional course comes with what not to do. Yeah. 
exactly. And we're giving Glenn a hard time. You always cut your hand off, and here I am. I'm bleeding, bleeding onto my pants. I don't even realize it. God, they make wicked IPAs in Oklahoma. All right. Uh, Do you know that we have a forty percent chance of tornadoes today? By the way, forty percent chance you of tornadoes. Did clean the bugs out of that little cellar of yours? Oh, I didn't. Oh. But Chad did. <laughs> and and the question is, like, we have this little cellar that, that you're supposed to, it's like a dumpster in the ground. And if a tornado comes, you're supposed to, like, go jump in the dumpster in the ground. I, I obviously, I've, I've been, like heard that, that for debris flying around, the horses should be locked up in the stall because there's Well, that, that's the, and, que- the age-old question, right? Do you leave them in or not? Yeah, I know. I, I'm going to leave them in. Uh, a lot of my horse friends around here, they agree because there's so much debris and hail that yeah. happens and, and like nasty. golf ball, softball size hail, crazy hail. That'll kill anyway, a horse. So, uh, exactly. Yeah. So I'm supposed to go get in this dumpster in the ground. And so far, what I've realized is that Lucas can fit. Chad can fit. We have three dogs. They're all going in. But obviously, I need the geese to go down with us to Harry Potter and Hermione Granger. <laughs> that ought to go well. The dogs go. and the geese locked together in a behind. 10 by 10 and the, dumpster. And then Stan Lee will also fit. I don't think he'd appreciate being away from Pink because I can't get her down in the dumpster. But I can get Stan Lee down in there to be like, can you hold this? Hold this baby real quick. <laughs> we got geese. We got dogs. We got. You kids. realize you have about five minutes to do this, it's like right? The ark. Yeah. It's like the you're Noah. <laughs> you realize your warning comes with about five minutes, and you have five oh, minutes to get everybody down the hole. You know it's coming, and I'll just. I mean, okay. Let me just point out that this morning I let the geese out of the stall in the barn. These are two geese that we uh, bought. My son made me purchase because he tells me in the store, he's like, Mama, can we please have geese? No, we can't have geese. Of course we can't have geese. Mama, I really want, I really want the geese. No, you can't have the geese. Mama, I don't have any brothers or sisters. <laughs> he's using that one? That's how he got oh, the geese no. in the first place. And y'all know what Murphy has to say to about that. <laughs> Game over. Checkmate. I was like, get whatever you want. You can have it. Get it. He's using so anyway, so we get these damn keys. And yesterday I see him. He's out. Like I was, uh, we were recording retired race horse radio. I look out the window. There's Lucas walking in the pasture with his waders on and the geese following him. I mean, they're like his little pets. So this morning uh, we lock him in the barn at night. This morning I go out and feed right before the show and I let him out of the stall to come with me and they walk in the pasture and they feed with me and all this stuff. And uh, they were not in the pasture with me. I'm like, where the hell are the geese? You know where they are? In my damn garage by the front door. They won't leave the garage. <laughs> They're like, we're going to stay in here. Lucas. We're cool. <laughs> yeah. This is where we saw him last. <laughs> he must be right inside. Oh, my God. I, do you know how much geese poop in your garage? Oh, my. It's just, it's like a landmine walking out the garage. Jemmy okay. lives with a thousand peacocks. Yes, I do. They make big poops, too. Trust me. <laughs> oh yeah, God. they do. <laughs> Whose idea was this little monster? I don't have any brothers or sisters. When I tried to adopt a child for three years and moved to Oklahoma. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Get whatever you want and don't pull that card again. <laughs> oh, he'll be pulling that card for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's time to do some study show. This is the April version. This is something we do once a month. And uh, I take a look at... 
various things around the internet, various places, and I just type in studies show and see what pops up for the last month and see what we've spent ridiculous millions of dollars on that we already knew the answer to. And we've been playing this game for years and years and years, and so far I think we that we've wasted about a billion dollars on studies, and if they'd given it to us, it would have been much, much more fruitful if we had had that money, because we could have given them the results. So are you guys ready to guess the ending? Let's do it. S- studies yep. show that runners... Are being chased. Um, That's why I would tired. <laughs> get tired. Never look. I, I, it should be never look happy. Have you ever seen a runner looking happy? I, I was going to guess that. <laughs> that was going to be my second guess. I see bicyclists all the time. They're always laughing and smiling. Runners, nope. They look like they're half dead. No, apparently <laughs> studies show that runners live longer. Well, you know, I known a couple of serious runners and they both died early. So I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, they live longer because they're being chased and they can outrun <laughs> whatever's true. chasing them. Now, if you see me running, you should run too. It doesn't say studies show runners live longer, but they're miserable the entire time. Doesn't What's the say thing that, that, that pe- think people say about bacon? They're like, vegetarians live seven years longer, but that's seven baconless years. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I agree with that one, by the way. Studies show, oh God, these are two things, runners and dark chocolate. We've had in these studies for the last 10 years, almost every month. Studies show that dark chocolate can help. A hangover? Because if so, <laughs> I'll go get some. <laughs> Your libido. I think we have had dark chocolate can help with anything. It's helped with everything and anything yeah, over the coffee. years. Uh, lower blood pressure was this one. So, uh, but I, th- I think really? libido was in there at one point. Studies show children benefit from playing. Please don't say video games. God, it's a constant battle in my uh, house. <laughs> Outside. Yes, multiple sports. And I would just extend that to anything. Playing anything. They benefit from playing anything other than video games. There was the next study, I didn't put it in here, that <laughs> talks about how studies show how hard it is to get your kids to stop playing video games. That was literally the next study I found. <laughs> <clears throat> studies show big health benefits of? <laughs> What's amazing is that money is spent on all this crap. I, and I, I am waiting for you to say studies show big health benefits of smoking. well we've had coffee like numerous different times coffee's good coffee's bad coffee's good coffee's bad coffee's been all over the place what was yours jemmy uh i was gonna say conducting useless research because we're trying to explain (laughs) why they keep doing these stupid studies this one is smoking this one's napping uh again we all know that we feel better after a nap we didn't need a study (laughs) yeah we didn't need a study you don't need money you don't need to do a study. Go oh, ahead. and uh, no. many women in our audience are going to be very happy about this one. Studies show, this is the first time this hits our study show. Studies show that ADYE, A-D-D-Y-I, that's the female Viagra that's coming out, is safe with... Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. Stop. There's a female Viagra yes. coming yes, out? Yes, it's been approved. It's coming out. Yes. <laughs> How is that going to work? I don't have a wiener. <laughs> It's going to make you horny. I don't know. Um, uh, it's safe with? Safe with 
Uh, birth, control birth control pills? pills? I don't know. Well, that was a good guess, actually. I thought you guys were just going to say sex because that, you know, <laughs> would be... No, it's alcohol. Okay. And, you know, it's a good thing because if you take the Addy and you don't get to have any alcohol first, what fun is that? I mean... So it is safe about I am I am not gonna talk about alcohol right now, but I I am going to <laughs> All right, let's skip the next three studies show. Uh... <laughs> All right. Uh now this is one we've never had too in ever in ten years. Eight impressive health benefits of the uses of and it's an herb. Eight impressive health benefits of the uses of I don't know, but I get my kid melatonin every night. Tea tree oil. Oh, melatonin. I think tea tree oil would be a thousand uses. They seem to use tea tree oil in everything. Uh, this <laughs> everything. Was, this was parsley. We've never had parsley in a study show. What? Really? Yes. Apparently, there's a lot of health benefits of parsley. And I like parsley. I use parsley in everything. But there you go. <laughs> Studies show the positive Ooh. effects of daily. You're going to never get this one ever. And I don't know that I've ever had one, uh-huh. to be honest. It's a Enema. food. Enema. <laughs> 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 I probably would have positive um, effects. Um. Oh, God. Now I can't even think of <laughs> Don't even try. You're enemas. good. <laughs> Can you think of anything besides Glenn getting an enema right now? No, you no, can't. I You're really welcome. Can't. I've never had one, Please so I've not on, had that either. On. Actually, move the on. actual Please answer move to move on, on kind of a revolves around that is date consumption eating dates <laughs> apparently there's positive effects of eating yeah. dates have you eaten date when's the last time you had a date i don't know in, i in like the end of my answer the end of my answer was better <laughs> <laughs> okay this one's for jamie specifically studies show and this just goes to my point studies show that major league baseball umpires got The major League Baseball umpires got like got your back. I can't. I can't. I don't even understand. Thirty four thousand calls wrong in two thousand eighteen. In one year, they got thirty four thousand calls wrong. Okay, Major League Baseball, wow. and they probably have huge salaries. Yes, they play one hundred and sixty two games a year. Every pitch pitched is a call. There's probably 200 to 300 pitches in every game with all the different pitchers that come in. And then you're going to first second. I think that that's actually a great number. Yeah. So you can get paid to be really bad at your job in baseball. First of all, your hit percentage is like 200 200 and you're doing great. It's the only job in the world where you can suck and be really good. Are you are you done? Okay. Are you done? Um, <laughs> okay, way, I got two more quick ones. I just like to point out that my kid started his T-ball, by the way. So the long-term love of baseball fostering is starting early. <laughs> Five and a half. Child right now. He can hit the dang ball on a tee like you. I mean, he'll hit it, and he's going to hurt somebody out in the field. However, dear God, he can't catch for nothing. <laughs> Well, that's kind of young to be catching high flies. <laughs> it's like, uh, Get on the field, man. Put your glove on. Pay attention. Why do half the kids out there, the guy, the guy, the pitcher 
is standing there. The guy's about to hit, and he's turned around looking at the dirt, like drawing in the dirt. I'm like, wake up! At about <laughs> six of them at any given time in the field, they're picking their nose. There's that. Oh, too, God. So. <laughs> it's amazing. I need to take a picture of like all four of the outfields because there's four outfield. These are all picking, just all going for it. Studies show that beards have more. This is a gross one. Oh, don't say bugs or something. It's worse bacteria, than that. Bacteria. Yes. Bacteria. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. You got one. Studies show that beards have more bacteria than a dog's fur. Uh, I'd rather <laughs> kiss a dog than kiss a man with a beard. Your husband had a beard for a while. Um, Mine? Yeah, didn't he for a while? Uh, maybe if he retired from the military and then started at the airlines, he grew for a week or two, but no, he's no. never been allowed really? to have hair, facial hair in a job ever. Okay. You guys are going to love the last one. Studies show that we should stop. These stupid studies. Trusting studies. That's correct. Yay. Oh, you got okay. two of them. Good job. Good job, Jamie. Thank you. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about myself. You should be. Well, let's talk. You know, one study is that horse lovers has good deals. And you know what? They really do have good deals. And they have good deals every darn day over at horselovers.com. I'm going there right now. And they have right now, first of all, you can sign up to win a WinTech package of really cool stuff. So head on over there for that. Um, and their spring deal of the day right now is... Shire's products at f up to 50% off. They have 100-plus deals at up to 50% off, including Shire's products. And, and Shire's carries clothing and saddle pads and breeches and all kinds of things. But that's all at up to 50% off. I'm looking here. They have some of the breeches are marked down from $100 to $48. They have shirts marked down from $50 to $25. Girths at $41. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. By the way, Shires always has the nicest booth at Ada, too. They have a really nice booth. Really? Um, they have really good products. I don't know. Do you Have you ever bought any Shires products? I am sure that I have some Shires products, uh, but I'm I'm just looking at the products that Horse Lovers actually has that they they sell: Ovation, Roma, Professionals Choice, Finishing Touch, Nakona, they, I mean, all of the name brand top of the line stuff. And you can always find things at a discount. I really want these little cute. Um, they're like wellies, but they have horses all over them. I really want those. Um, but I've done a lot of damage at Horse Lovers. Y'all don't need to hear me talk about this. I, I, I really want to know if they're going to send me like an itemized end of the year thing that I have to hide. Do I have to hide that? <laughs> I don't think so. Or or take take off your taxes. I don't think you're allowed to do that most, mostly either. Can I write off horse blankets? Is that a thing? No? Okay. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Uh, but you can get $10 off any cinch or girth today at Horse Lovers as well. It's like it's free. free. $10 off. That's what Jamie always says. It's like it's free. And apparently you've got our listeners using that too with their husbands. So that's become a thing. We need a um, t-shirt with that. It's like it's free with a picture of a whole bunch of tack. You're going anyway and you get a down. discount. It's like it's free we need to start a line of t-shirts with all of our sayings we really do we've been saying that for years but like it's free that's a good one with a picture of a whole bunch of tack i do have a hat that says geld that sh one of the listeners made me so <laughs> quality entertainment here horselovers.com is where you can find that and all the cool stuff there all right it is time for this it's time for the horses in the morning horse health report when our intrepid hosts 
together with an unlucky member of the equine veterinary trade, attempt to inform, enlighten, or terrify horse owners everywhere into funding a Kickstarter campaign to mass-produce Kevlar-coated, bubble-wrap-lined equine products. So far in the 10 years we've been doing this Wednesday Health segment, we have found exactly 1,498 things that'll kill your horse. Uh, And we have Dr. Robert Glass on with us today to talk about another one. 1,499. That's right. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. I, you know, I asked uh, Jennifer, who books our guests, I said, I've been reading a lot of articles about swamp cancer that's been attacking the Chincoteague ponies, and I had no idea what swamp cancer was. So, Dr. Glass, that's why you're here. You're here to help us out, understand why all these articles and what's going on with this. It has a real name, though, right? Yes. The real name for this disease is pithiosis. Pithiosis. It's caused by a... Pithiosis, caused by an organism that's sort of like a fungi, but it's not really a fungi. Okay. So what does it do? When a horse gets infected with this this organism, it develops an allergic response to the organism. That allergic response turns into a huge lesion, a really nasty sore that, if left untreated, will kill the horse greater than 90% of the time. Ugh. And I made the huge mistake, Dr. Glass, of putting that into Google and looking at going to the images section. Big mistake. Don't do that this morning. Do that? I don't yeah. know. I thought, I don't yeah. know what it is. I didn't know it was going to involve huge sores. It was awful. So, oh. yeah. so it, it is a, tr- a truly ugly disease. So they're they're calling it in all these articles they call it swamp cancer, and is that because you get it in wet environments? Is that the deal? Yes, the this organism actually lives normally in plants, and when those plants get wet, it puts off a reproductive stage that basically swims through the water to find another plant. But if it finds a horse or a dog or in some cases, a human, it can infect those just as well as it can another plant. But because that's not the normal host for the organism, the reaction of those animals when they get infected is truly dreadful. It's truly forms one of the most nasty lesions um, that you'll ever see. I, you know, I noticed an article with the Chincoteague ponies spe- specifically uh, that they had rounded them up and they were bringing them in for vet checks. And I, I wonder if that's partly why, because they rounded them up early. They blamed it on tourists getting too close, but I wonder if they weren't looking at this as one of the things they were checking for. Well, it, in, in fact, this past weekend, uh, a member of our, of our organization, our company, was there uh, – when they rounded up those ponies and we started or initiated a clinical trial to look at a way to prevent this infection um, in not only just those horses, but in horses in general. So we're working on uh, both a treatment, but also a vaccine to prevent infection. And that those studies are ongoing now with uh, the USDA sanctioned uh, studies. And so where do you have to – so we live in Florida, swamp capital of the world, right? Um, and if you mm-hmm. live in a wet – any wet area, swampy area, you're, you're, this is something that you could find. But yet 
Jamie used to live in Phoenix. You're not going to find it there? Very seldom are you going to find it in Phoenix. Basically, Pythium likes warm and wet. Hmm. Okay, so the warmer and wetter it is. (laughs) We're not warm and wet in Florida at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you that historically, when we look at cases that we've identified, 65% of the cases we see in the United States are in Florida. Great. Um, like, we don't have big enough bugs and snakes and other critters that kill us. We got this, too. So what do you what do you look for? What do you see first? Well, you know, I tell people, I, when, you know, when we're trying to educate people about Pythium, there are what I call the three R's of Pythiosis. Okay, first of all, you have to evaluate the risk of Pythiosis on your property. Okay, is it warm? Is it wet? Do you have standing water like a pond? Um, and do you have, you know, a lot of lush vegetation? All of those things increase the likelihood that you're going to have pythium. You can also check with the local veterinarians and see if they have seen pythium in your area. And that's how you evaluate your risk. Frankly, if you're living in Phoenix, your risk is very low. But if you're living in Ocala, your risk is much higher. Okay. Okay. The next thing is important is to recognize the disease when you see it. You know, in the case of horses, it's nearly always on the skin, and you're going to see these crusty, moist, draining um, lesions. Okay, if you see those, you need to get help. You need to, you know, determine if it's pythium or not, especially if you're in a high-risk area. And the last thing is to react. When you see those lesions... You've got to get help immediately. Every week that you delay treatment decreases the chance that your horse is going to survive by about 10%. Mm. So if you see the lesion today and you look at it again next week and it's still there, and then you wait another week and you say, okay, I better take him to the vet. The vet looks at him. You're a month into the, in the infection. And your chances that you're going to save that horse has decreased by 30%. Wow. What do they do? What, is it antibiotics? So, what do they do to? Well, there's a number of different treatments that are, that are done. Obviously, some more successful than others. The immunotherapy that we are developing, um, we think has a very good probability and, and it's been used outside the U.S. in some countries. We're seeing, uh, and there are some research studies to show up to a 90% success rate when you treat animals very early at 30 days or less infected. Um, so we think that immunotherapy, which is exactly what we're using in the Chincoteague ponies, uh, uh, we think that is a very good treatment. The other options are antifungal medications that have about a 20% success rate. And then there are some more intensive treatments like uh, infusing the area around the lesion with types of uh, chemicals to try to kill the pythium. But overall, you know, there's no treatment currently that is successful at the rate that we would like for it to be. And is this something they, that, that they just, uh, when the vet comes out, they're just doing a visual examination, or does it test in the blood to be sure? Is there How do they judge what it is? There's, okay, for the diagnosis, I mean, for vets who have experience with pythium, 
um, usually they can diagnose it or, or get a presumptive diagnosis just on a physical exam. Um, but there is a blood test that we do in our lab <clears throat> that that is very good for a, a conclusive diagnosis that the horse has a pythium infection. Uh, so that blood test is widely used. We do we test you know thousands of horses every year, horses and dogs every year with with the blood test. And then we're working on some other types of technology that we think will give us even earlier detection um, for for diagnosis. But also because we now know that there are some other related organisms that cause very similar sort of lesions and, and that you cannot distinguish between pythium and, for example, lagonidium with the blood test. So we're looking at some other ways to make that diagnosis and to be able to differentiate between those different diseases. Dr. Glass, is there anything that doesn't kill a horse? God, it's just <laughs> we just keep hearing about all this stuff. <laughs> you know, a little love, feed, and 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 good care will not kill a horse, and in many cases, will save them. <laughs> you know, it is interesting though. We've had a lot of rain. We actually had more rain than we usually do in Ocala, and there are a lot of the fields around here that horses were in are, got completely flooded. I mean, up to the top of the fence rails. Right. And these horses are oh, still. Yeah. They still are out there. They let them out there, and they're up to their, you know, they're up to their bellies in water, floating around, doing whatever yep. they're doing. And I'm just thinking, none of that's good. I, I wouldn't let my horse do it, but the, I don't know. We see, you know, we see a spike in pythiosis cases when when a hurricane goes through. Mm. I mean, we can, and I'll often send out uh, to all of our veterinary clients, you know, that live in an area where hurricanes are going through, I'll send out a, an email that says, okay, look, is coming, be ready for the pythiosis cases because after you have a hurricane and all that water and, um, you know, all that plant vegetation is disturbed and, well, the pythium loves those conditions. Well, there you go. Learn something new today. (laughs) Something else to worry about, all those horse owners out there listening right now. Uh, I I like uh, pythiosis better than swamp cancer, which just sounds bad. Swamp cancer just sounds nasty. I mean, that sounds like the worst of two things. Like, not only is it kids cancer, it's swamp Swamp cancer. Like, (laughs) that sounds just like the worst thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Well, Dr. Glass, thank you so much. Where can people... Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's interesting that if you look in different parts of the world, there are different local names for pythiosis, and they're all pretty similar to swamp cancer. (laughs) Great. So where can people find out more uh, or find you? Okay. Our website is pavlab, so P-A-V-L-A-B.com. And uh, for other, another, there's a Facebook page called, called Pythiosis. And both of those are good resources for learning more about the disease. All right. Don't Google it and look under images unless you really uh, like gross stuff. That, I don't even know what, you anymore. <laughs> just made Can I a, just say that a mistake. if you're going to be a doctor, Dr. Glass is like the coolest name <laughs> that I can think of. Dr. Dr. Glass. Have you seen the movie Glass? I mean, it's like the guy's a superhero or a supervillain. No, <laughs> See, no. I spend all my time in the lab, so I don't get to I don't get to do that sort of stuff. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's a movie called Glass. Come on, Doctor Glass. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Glass. We appreciate you uh, coming on this morning. Thanks a bunch.
You're very welcome. Thank you. Bye. Right. Goodbye. God, just add to the list. You realize we're one week away from the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event. Brought to you by who? Mars. Presented, Presented by Mars Equestrian. Well, that's right. Next week, next Wednesday, they'll be doing the jog. So, And we'll be bringing you our annual coverage of the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event next week. For the meetup times and locations, visit horseradionetwork.com slash Kentucky. I have all the information on there of all the Horse Radio Network stuff that we're doing. So if you're going and want to meet up with Jamie and I or Joy or Jennifer or any of the other Horse Radio Network, we have a bunch of hosts there, uh, you can find all the details at horseradionetwork.com slash Kentucky for, for all the details. Also, our title sponsor for this coverage for the fifth year is Weatherbeta. Weatherbeta's spring turnout blanket collection features the latest in their Comfortech range. Not sure which turnout fits your horse's needs? Check out the Weatherbeta's blanket ID tool at weatherbeta.com to help hey, you out. Do you, do you know who else is going to sponsor us going to the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event presented by Mars Equestrian? Who else? Morton Barnes is coming on as a sponsor. I built a Morton Barn and they think we're so cool that they wanted to be a part of it. So Morton is sending me to the Land Rover or helping send me to the Land Rover Kentucky through Dave and presented by Mars Equestrian. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That's and cool. They just gave me a bunch of swag for you and I to wear during the broadcast. Yeah, you got new clothes. All right. Uh, I think we've uh, hold on one second. We've lost our connection to to Colin's studio. So to so get our next mean? guest on, I got to do that. So uh, let me do that right now. So are we off the air right now? No, we're on the air. We just lost Colin's studio. Oh. Thank you for calling Horses in the go. Morning. You may listen to the show while waiting. See, we have, we have so much to edit out of live shows these days. <laughs> We're not editing that out. They can just uh, accept that one. And also, you know, one of our other terrific sponsors is Ovation. So tell us about that while we're getting our next guest on the line. Well, Ovation, when you think Ovation, I think helmets because I love, love, love their helmets. But Ovation, if you go to OvationRiding.com, there's so much more than that. I mean, uh, I have so many people that own uh, students of mine that own Ovation bridles. It's a really nice bridle at a very fair price. The Ovation bridles are great. But if you go to OvationRiding.com, you'll see just all the stuff that they actually do have from bits, lead lines to saddle pad. And then I clicked on stable equipment. They have all your dressage needs as well. I, I don't know what you guys like to have for, I like to have dressage letters. So I know where I'm going. They have the wall mount ones and they have the cones. Uh, they have just tons of different stuff, stirrup leathers, saddle pads, girths, bits, bridles, ear. They have ear bonnets that are super, super cute. So check them out. Ovationriding.com. You can see all the cool stuff that they do have. And we're going to talk about ovation coming up in just a second with our auditor, Abby, because she's going to talk about a survey and ovation was in, was a choice in the survey a ton of times. So we'll talk a little bit more about that with her, but again, you can go to ovationriding.com. And Abby is ready. Abby. Hello. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, uh, here's the deal. Did you just take a horse to a horse trial for the first time? I did my little baby. Yep. She did her first starter trial, beginner novice, and she was a superstar. Was she a superstar? Oh my goodness. She's just so lovely. I, she's a, 
three-year-old or four-year-old, sorry, now chestnut thoroughbred mare. And she is, she's just a pleasure to ride and I don't know what's going on. So, you know, I'll take it. (laughs) Oh my, I love that you posted. The first event is in the books. Things to work on, getting our leads, steering in general, and uh, the first jump and the last jump in show jumping. (laughs) But apparently what you don't need to work on is something what, what was the thing that she didn't need to work on nailing the halt she got an eight on her halt we practiced it probably seven times in our lesson going over my test so my coach was <laughs> couldn't yell at me about that <laughs> <laughs> well i was watching the video of you guys riding and it's so so funny a four-year-old chestnut thoroughbred off the track and she canters around that entire show jump arena on her left lead just left lead all day oh, left lead. I know. I know. And we're, we're slowly convincing her that the other one is a viable option, but we'll see how long that takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's great. Well, uh, we are excited to see what's going on in the future with you guys, but yeah, so far her left lead coming around the show jumps is really, really lovely. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what is going on at the Chronicle of the horse? You guys, I, I, I say what's going on. I know what's going on. Cause I just took a survey. <laughs> That was like a million questions. And, you know, when you take a survey, it's super, you're like, oh, God, okay, I have to answer this stupid survey, blah, blah, blah. This survey was fascinating. I was, I had so Mm -hmm. much fun filling out this survey. It's just like basically asking me about me and my horses. (laughs) So I really enjoyed it. Exactly. Good. Yeah, it's it's one of our most popular issues of the year. It's our third annual Reader's Choice issue. Um, and essentially, we do this survey. want to get it in front of as many people as possible. Obviously, makes it more accurate. But, you know, horse people love to talk about. They're the most brand loyal and rider loyal people in the world. I didn't um, know that. I was I so wanna... brand loyal until I filled this I, out. And I, I was like, know. oh, <laughs> I was such a snob. I know. Me too. I'm like, oh, would never wear that. I only wear this, you know, and I don't think I'm like that, but apparently I am. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I learned, I learned some stuff about myself. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't use those kind of gloves. Gross. I only use SSG. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we've got, um, this is the survey we publish every year. Um, There's obviously more to just the survey and the issue. Last year, we did a really cool article um, on Beatrice de Lavalette, who is a paradressage rider who was injured in the um, airport bombings in Belgium in 2016. And so that was like our cover story last year. It, I just read it again this morning, heart-wrenching, super, super inspirational. Um, but the survey is, you know, why I'm here today. Um, I'm encouraging, I mean, I love surveys. I'm a data nerd regardless. But like Jamie, I said, I I've been forcing my friends to take it, you know, sitting with them, I said, I will, I'll give you wine if you sit here and take this with me. Um, <laughs> and there's some open-ended questions, too, which are really fun. Um, my favorite one is funniest horse show moment because we do go through. We have a dedicated staff here that goes through and reads all of them, and we post the funniest – or we publish the funniest ones. Um, so some of the ones last year, um, falling down in the jog, my horse just kept jogging, leaving me in the dirt. Um, <laughs> my horse untying himself while I was changing. I had to chase him in my underwear. You, know, you get the picture. Um, <laughs> I, I gave a very, very so, short answer for that, but I actually wrote a paper about it in college because it, it was like, oh my goodness. It, it distressed me so bad. Do you want, you want me to give you the, the longer yes. version what here? Did, what did you do? What did you do? So <laughs> it, it's supposed to be your most embarrassing horse show moment. And I, I had so many to choose from, but this is like deep seated childhood, 
you know, terror right here because this happened to me as a right. child and I was mortified. I still carry it with me. I was like probably about 14 and I was, kind of, mm-hmm. we were in an equitation class. I used to show hunters and you had to come off the rail and do a bending line back to a jump. And I did the three foot hunters, you know, at class crap back then. And so I come off the rail, I right. do the roll back to the fence and it's a giant like hay bale. It's like an oxer stuffed with hay bales in the front and then like hay bales upturned in the middle and my dang horse put on the brakes so fast that I flew over his head. You're in equitation. You have no like grip on your saddle at all. You just, I, and so he just <laughs> stopped and I just flew catapulted straight over the jump. Well, he kind of scrambled into the jump and his feet got caught in the hay bales. So then they, this, thank God that it was like twine that broke is the, the hay bales pop open. Okay, so now there's hay bales popping, hay flying everywhere. I'm on the other side of the jump, and I get up, like, shake the dust off, and I look at my horse, and he is freaking eating the hay that is scattered all over the place. And I hear, like, we're going to have to take a 15-minute break in ring two because we need a cleanup crew. We need some new hay bales. Like, it was, like, announced over the loudspeaker for the entire show. And, of course, everybody, like, runs over and looks and sees what happens. I'm still in the dirt. Then you couldn't catch the dang horse. He's running around with hay sticking out of his mouth. It was a disaster. It was really fun. I love showing. Mm. <laughs> Why do we yeah, do that to ourselves? <laughs> Just yeah, a, exactly. Mid course, right? And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just one of those things that, that I remember. I I haven't. I don't think I've shown Hunter since then. Actually, I switched to eventing where <laughs> I uh, you can embarrass yourself all the time in eventing and nobody cares. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this was a really fun survey. Where That's why can they made eventing as a it? sport was yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. L- loose um, horse goes so- running back to the barn. Nobody thinks twice. They're like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be me in 10 minutes. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's fine. It was me yesterday. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where can they find this? Where can they so, go to take it? So we've got a couple different places. Um, first is our website, which is www.cronofhorse.com. It's C-H-R-O-N of horse.com. It's in like the little slideshow at the top that goes through our top stories. Um, it's also on our Facebook. We're posting it, I think, like every other day. Um, so if you go follow the Chronicle of the Horse on Facebook, you'll see it there. And then also our Instagram, which is also at Cron of Horse. It's going to be on our Instagram story, um, again, posted every day. And then I can also shoot the link over to Glenn if you wouldn't mind putting it in the show notes. That would be awesome. Yeah. Jimmy, go ahead and put that link in the show notes. And also, uh, Abby, go ahead and post the link in the auditor room if you haven't already. So. Okay. Yep, for sure. Now, uh, Jamie, do you remember years and years and years ago, I don't even remember who it was, uh, used to come on, we used to have the Chronicle on every week. And mm-hmm. they used to come on and they used to pull, because Chronicle's been around for like a million and a half years. Um, since mm-hmm. the days of the dinosaurs, they've been writing the Chronicle. It was on, you know, it was on old leaf paper back in in. Uh, remember we were talking about that ago. Siberian horse, yes. 42,000 yes, they years covered old. it a lot. They covered it a lot yeah. back then. <laughs> so we're like, oh, sadly, two-week-old foal gets stuck in permafrost. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, I asked, uh, we, we used to do, where where the person would go down in the basement in the vault of the chronicle and pull an old chronicle out and read us the headlines from like 70 years ago and it it. was so fascinating and i asked abby to do that did you get to go to the vault oh i did i spent an hour yesterday in there and actually our president (laughs) walked in because she saw the lights on and she 
like, who is in here? I came to turn off the lights. And she said, oh, sh- just you peering <laughs> over these yellowed pages. Um, so, so, yeah, I've, I've pulled some of these. The one I've selected for today is from 1950. Like Glenn said, we've been around since 1937. Uh, it was originally just a, a local newspaper kind of chronicling Middleburg or Middleburg, Think Middleburg, about Virginia. that. That um, was before World War II. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's it's crazy. So a lot of these, actually, it was funny earlier when you guys were doing study show, I was like, oh, a lot of these headlines are a lot like study show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I picked a couple, and then I also found we used to do these chronicle quizzes um, where in the front page there'd be a couple questions about horsemanship, quote-unquote. I'm using that term very lightly. <laughs> um, and then in the, you know, the back page there would be some answers. So I found some of my favorite questions from there, too. All right. Um, but the, the first headline I picked specifically for Jamie, it reminded me of you, um, it's about the hunters in New Mexico, show hunters. Uh, and the headline is, Small, hardy thoroughbreds used for work primarily and showing incidentally Thrive despite barbed wire, rattlesnakes, and cactus. <laughs> I was like, is this what Jamie was dealing with in Arizona? And then now there's ticks and there's just... Um, and specifically the second paragraph, they go into detail. They say, New Mexico is in the United States. It is located between Texas on the east, Arizona and California on the west, and to the south is Mexico. And the north is Colorado. Thus, in the southwest, southwestern part of the United States, we find New Mexico. <laughs> Glad they gave a geography lesson as part of the article. So much detail. Yeah, very detailed. Just in case anyone couldn't, you know, read a map. I don't know. That's like in the 50s they had maps. Are right? you having to educate people on where New-, <laughs> New Mexico is? It's crazy. Yeah. It's next to Texas. Apparently. Yeah, it's right, it's right over there. It's too um, down from California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's over there. It's, and they, yeah, this whole article about how the farmers would use their working horses and the hunters. Um, and it was actually quite interesting. But um, that was the first one I found. And then this, this next Can one you I imagine that now? Food, we bring a had... horse out of the back 40 and take oh, him in the hunters? Out of the farm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Plowing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Apparently they were smaller and hardier. And I'm like, well, I do need hardier, so that's fine. <laughs> And then this next, this question in this Chronicle quiz says, what bad habit is known as falling out of bed? What bad? That's from the quiz and it's supposed to be horse related? It's horse related. And I'm really glad I've never heard of this because this is one of those questionable horsemanship situations. <laughs> <laughs> it's a habit that you would do around a horse called falling out of bed. Oh, I got to think about this. I'll one. give you a hint. It's something that the horse does. Lays down. Getting... Uh... Getting cast in a stall? Not exactly. It's when the horse pulls backwards on the halter rope and falls backwards. So oh, God. Not a lot of pressure and release going on here. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my. That's, that's called falling out of bed. It's called flipping over backwards. Yeah, I just, <laughs> that is what it's called. Wow. It's called not what we want to do, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then this next Chronicle quiz has a very similar vein question. It says, what kind of horse is known as a jughead? I have, I oh, have I knew this one. I know this right, one. We, we know, we've talked you know about this, this actually. Uh, have we? Standard breads? didn't say it exactly the way they did. No, it's, they just say a stupid horse that has to be pulled around in order to comprehend the wishes of his rider. I was talking about standard breads. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, it's, well, I, I thought it was standard for us too. No They're known for jugheads, big heads, but I don't think they're supposed to well, be stupid. <laughs> yeah, 
Maybe this is different. 1950s. We don't, you know, we don't know. We just call them jerks <laughs> now that do that. They're just jerks. Jughead. Uh, <laughs> like Archie in the comic books. So that guy words. was kind of dumb. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he eats a lot, right? Yeah. All right. So next headline, I'm flipping through. I have to be very careful with these pages because they are super yellow. Okay. This one is funny. It was written by a woman, and I like to think that she was being sarcastic and kind of sassy when she wrote this title. So this is Schooling for Fox Hunting. Um <laughs> talking about the fox hunters in the off season. And she says, novel idea of teaching both young and old confidence and security in the saddle is very gratifying in the results. So, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Basically, <laughs> basically, we should be, we should learn to be secure in the saddle before we go out galloping, <laughs> jumping fences and, and falling off. There are the definitely time. less if deaths you, that um, way. <laughs> if like, you look at a fox uh-huh. hunting field, they still don't heed that warning. not all the time not all the time um this one i love too another kind of snarky snarky uh cat or headline here uh hill prince who was owned by the chenery farm i found out from reading this hill prince's wood victory proved that the man handling a horse knows more about him than the people watching i love that one (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) it sounds like there was some uh public drama as to whether they should run the horse uh, you know, the week before, right before the wood. And I guess the, the owner or the trainer said, I'm doing it. Sorry, guys. And uh, won. he won the wood. So the caption was, he proves that the man handling a horse knows more about him than the people watching. You know, think, that, people I think like we're think pissier now than we used to be in the old days. Everybody's been pissy always. We just so. didn't have an outlet for it until the Chronicle Forums came along. Um, and then there was, oh, an, there was an outlet <laughs> for it. <laughs> Now there's an outlet. And then I've got two more that are some yeah. of the studies show um, the studies show vein. This one is about farriery, which you know I care a lot about because my husband's a farrier. Um, he'll be excited to know that the horseshoe should be made to conform exactly to the natural tread of the foot and should be renewed after short periods of use, in case you guys were unaware. You know, though, they do that lesson. <laughs> Years ago, they used to make the shoe fit exactly like the foot, and they used to be there with the anvil and the heat, and they used to do hot shoeing and all of that. We're actually reversing that now. And you need to hire a better farrier. Yeah, well, Glenn, you need to hire a better farrier. I mean, are you kidding? Jennifer spends two hundred dollars getting those custom boots put on every time. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) I know, I know. But there's so many that just come out and slap a shoe and have never used. You know, they just. Bang Don't it a bit remember and slap it on. The really, there was a really bad ad we read. I think it was the last Friday, and it was like bragging. We hadn't had to shoe this horse in three months. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> we run into that a lot, actually. It's, it's People sometimes still think that, you know, a quality farrier means that you know they they put the shoes on and they don't come off for six months. That's right. Um, oh, God. <laughs> not not the case, unfortunately. And actually, Abby's um, Abby's husband is a great farrier, yep. and I know for a fact that he bitches about other farriers. He has to because they all do. <laughs> he is he, he is he's one of the most professional. It's funny because you know I live with him, so I'm like, how how is this how you are in your professional life? But he is. So um, complimentary of he never wants to say anything bad about another professional. So I give him major props because, you know, we see some some crazy stuff out there. So I'm sure he's seen some wild, wild chewing jobs. But you is, know, Abby married really, 
a good farrier. And I'll tell you why. Because she's an eventer, and an eventer would never marry a crappy farrier. It would be, <laughs> oh, it would no. break up with oh, them. No. Like, no. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I, that was a concern. My friends, when I started dating him, they were like, well, what if he does something to her? I'm like, not a concern. He'll keep him sound. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, good question, though. Like, what happens if he screws up his shoeing job and, like, buy, you know, gives you yeah. a hot nail right before a big event? We're going to oh. have to break up. <laughs> I will say proudly, never been an issue. Love not him. Not going to And then the last one, my favorite, because I am a, I am the warm-up. I'm, I'm so, you know, on it with my warm-up. I need to be in the warm-up for exactly the proper amount of time. Um, this one is about riding in a jumping class, and the headline is, warm-up period may be as important to eventual victory as ride in the ring with planning and determination. <laughs> Wow, it genius. Thanks for that study show. Hey, warm know. up good. You Yeah. You will. Guys, it might help. It might. <laughs> we don't know great. though. <laughs> well, I would like to continue so this are... segment. I want you to come on again yeah. and do this again. Will you will you come on more regularly? Will they let you at the Chronicle uh, be a, associated with us? Oh, yes. I Oh, of course. We they love you guys. Uh half of the people here were like, "Oh, tell let me say hi." So, you know, I've got a list of people that say hello. <laughs> I think most of them actually um, uh, Beth is, is Beth still there? By the way? Yep, Beth Beth just told me. She said, "Say hi to Glenn for me." <laughs> Yay! Hi, Beth. Hey, Beth and I used to work together years ago, a bit of Britain. So, yep. yeah, she's good. Yep. I like Beth. Right. Are you coming to Are you coming yep. to Land Rover or not? I yes, I will be there. Yay! I will be at the Chronicle booth. We're in Sponsor Village. Um, don't you throw me off here? Don't quote me on the booth number. I want to say it's in the 30s, but we are in Sponsor Village. So if you guys want to come by, we will have loads of copies of the Kentucky Preview issue, which you know have those um, incredible Wofford's picks. You know those are always like the uh, most anticipated. You know Jimmy's Jimmy's fun to read. <laughs> I like to say that Jimmy <laughs> Wofford that, so is. It the Jesus of eventing. It's like he <laughs> yeah. writes the Bibles. <laughs> he is in charge of the eventing. He, whatever he says goes. So whoever he picks, um, yes. I'm going to bet on it. Well, so they can pick those up for yep. free so at your booth. 31 income. Yep. They'll be at our okay. booth. And then we'll have, we actually have three really cool giveaways that you guys can enter to win. If you come by, um, we've had a ton of incredible um, advertisers donate some products for us. Um, so some really incredible products like, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of products. So definitely come by and sign up for hey, that. Hey, Jamie, you know um, how you can't, also... Jamie, you know how you can't win anything on our show? Yeah, you can win there. You can go Ooh. there and win stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I can't. can't. So Jamie, come win something. And I'll... I'm sure I qualify. <laughs> I just won't ever get picked. Um, are you going to come to the open barn and barbecue with us? A new I will see, hopefully if I'm done working, it, it'll, it'll depend on, you know, how hard they work me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully I, I'm, it's on my list. Yay! Well, we'll see you at uh, see you at the Land Rover Kentucky three day event presented by Mars Equestrian. You did it, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, oh, yeah. Abby. I got it. I got, got it down now. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Abby. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Well, she was terrific. I love that segment. I want to do it more. Yeah, me too. It's just so fascinating to see how much how things were so different back then. The terminology, just everything was different. Things were different, but yet so much the, the same. same. Yeah, people still <laughs> whining and complaining. <laughs> it's, just, it's funny how that works. All right, you have to go get prepared for tornadoes. I do. So apparently do. bad storms coming across your way today. 40% um, chance of tornadoes in Oklahoma today. 
and so, the rest middle of the country you guys are all screwed so and it's, it's not heading just our me. it's heading across the country like it did last week so yep every, every, the whole country is going to get this one again i know we're expecting them on friday so be safe uh we'll be thinking about you and and the family down and the ducks and the geese and the <laughs> and the, any other animal you can bring down in the hole with you so good luck with that and we'll be praying for you Thank you, everybody. Have a good one, Spade. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, what did we, oh, what what did did we you, learn today? What did you learn today? I learned that I live in a swampy area that will kill my pony uh, with mm-hmm. pythiosis. Swamp cancer is coming your way. <laughs> right in the theater near you. <laughs> Swamp cancer. So yeah. I learned that living in Florida has another way to kill you other than the alligators and the snakes that are 50 feet long and, you know, everything else. Um, I learned that mangoes are very difficult, apparently, to eat. Uh, I learned that before the show today. Mm-hmm. I learned that IPAs made in Oklahoma will get you really drunk. Mm-hmm. I learned that. What did you learn? I learned today? I learned that last night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I learned about swamp cancer. I learned that you will not cut your own celery. He's the guy. He is no. the one guy that buys them already I, pre-cut. I buy, oh, really? Why it's would just, I do all that work? It's not that much work. I cut myself like doing quack. a watermelon. Why am I going to risk my fingers for celery? Um, I learned that swamp cancer is a thing. Yeah. That that's a real thing. And that I I feel like I imparted more than I than I took in because I wanted to mention that Shannon is no longer in my newsfeed because I don't want to see pictures of y'all's nasty ass feet <laughs> that have been stomped on, got blood coming out of them, all swollen and disgusting. You know what's bad is she was really trying to make the Olympic team for Australia. And uh but she said she'll be back in the saddle. This is a horse person for you. She's she'll be back in the saddle in a week or two. Her so foot was November. like the size of a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did learn a lot in study show, so there's yeah. that. I learned oh, I know what I learned today that there's a female Viagra. <laughs> there you I don't go. know how that works because we don't have wieners, but I'm going, I have to Google more just to find out what it does to women. God, you need to pay attention to the news more. Uh, Jemmy, what did you learn today? The non-horse girl, what did you learn? Oh, God. I learned that no matter how long I sit in this producer chair, there's still stuff about horses that shocks and grosses me out. <laughs> what I learned. That's well said. And we'll end the show on that. So (laughs) tomorrow is fox hunting day here on Horses in the Morning. And then Jennifer needs some ads. We need some more ads for Friday. So get your really bad ads. Get on on Craigslist. Get on Facebook. We need some bad ads. So send them in. And everybody's been sending in these really short ones that are like one sentence. We need ones that are at least a paragraph or two. Uh, one sentence ads don't take us very long. So and paragraph right, or two. Record them yourself. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we recorded Retired Resource Radio last night, and I thought it was pretty killer. It was good. We have an Olympian on, yes. so that's you, coming out next week. I, it's always funny when Jamie – I'm going to give you a little inside track on Jamie. We, <laughs> we don't do this intentionally, but – it just happens that she never looks at show notes ahead of time. So then she gets on the call before to do the little meeting and goes, we have an Olympian on? Why haven't I been warned there's an Olympian on? It's so you don't have time to freak out. See, you just are I more... don't freak out. I just could prepare a little better. Okay. Says the like... girl who never looks at the show notes before the show. Ever. It's true. Ten years. It's true. You know what? I was talking to Chad this morning in my drunken state as I'm you know, sitting there bleeding without knowing it. Uh, I said, isn't it amazing? I used to sit down and prepare for the show for an hour and a half before it. Now I'm like, meh, meetings in five. <laughs> but she did very well with the Olympian. She was great. 
She was terrific. She was easy. So, yeah. So you'll find out who that is. We should do week. an Equestrian Legends with her, actually. Uh, yes. She would be a good one to great. sit down with an hour. You should do that show, actually, with her. That would be fun. All right. That's it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Spade Neuter Guild. Wait. Well, oh, stop. Stop the oh, presses. God. What now? Oh, wait a minute. We got to let uh, Murphy take the show out. <laughs> Dancing. His lips are going. Oh, oh, he bit it right there at the end. <laughs> he bit it. <laughs> Bye, everybody.